This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Welcome, everybody, to your... What did you say? I said it's alliterative. Okay. So welcome in everybody to Fan to Fan, our bonus NFL picks podcast here on the Planet and Podcast Network. Uh, subscribe to us at fuck. Never mind, they're already here. Oh no, but they might not be subscribed. Podcast All right, exclusive. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Welcome in everybody to Fan to Fan Detroit, your NFL picks bonus podcast. Uh, new weekly show we're going to be doing here. I'm your host Andrew Norris. This is Double P producer Parker. What's up, Parker? Yo, uh, I would call this weekly, probably, because <laughs> this is probably weekly, uh, probably. We're gonna see how it goes. How about that, everybody <laughs> listening? So keep listening if you like it. That'll make us do it. Uh, we're That's gonna go over. Just a couple of picks that each of us like. We're going to give you our upset and our lock of the week. But before we do that, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe or Spotify and give us that like. Uh, tune back every week, obviously, for this show, our weekly show on Tuesdays, and our big brother bonus pod. But I say let's not waste any time and let's get right into it. You ready for it? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, the first game I got, and this one's interesting. We don't know for sure if it's going to be played on Sunday, but it sounds like it is for sure going to be played. And that is Denver and New England, where Denver is getting eight points. Um, now, the most interesting news uh, for this, actually, and actually, as we speak, just pretty much 20 minutes ago, it got scheduled for Monday. So Broncos Patriots will be on Monday uh, in New England. Um, but I think the interesting thing about this game is the Patriots might go into it with no in-person practices this week. Everything so far has been done via Zoom, and that just seems impossible to me. So this is a game where if this spread was smaller, if this spread was three or four the Broncos were getting, I would probably still take the Broncos because it seems impossible to go a full week without having an actual walkthrough or an actual practice in the NFL and then go out there and win a game. Uh, so I'm taking the Broncos plus eight against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Parker, am I going to look like an absolute idiot for taking Broncos over Patriots? Yeah, I think there's a chance. Uh, I, so this is going to kind of be like a theme for – I think kind of us doing this this particular week is that it's weird. It's weird out there. It's a big, scary world. And like, I don't know what the Titans are going to look like. I don't know what the Patriots are going to look like. Like on the one hand, the Broncos aren't good. But then on the other hand, uh, Bill Belichick. But then on the third hand, the Broncos have a backup quarterback and they're missing their best defensive player. But then on my fourth hand, sprouting out as like a vestigial tail, uh, the Patriots haven't practiced this week. So you're bold for making a choice on this one. I stayed the hell away from this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm buying into uh, I'm buying into Brett Ripon. You know, sometimes you just sure. got to take the jump. It's not like he's going against Cam Newton either in this, right? That's this is going to be probably Stidham, I would have to guess, since Stidham got in the game last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, eight points is a that. ton of points. <laughs> eight points is a ton of points yeah. going against a team that hasn't practiced. Uh, so I'm taking Denver here, and I actually feel pretty confident with it. Obviously, it's in my top three picks here, so yeah, I, f I feel I feel good about this one. Uh, I did not pick that as one of my games. That's like you're 
you're really there's real pissing in the wind potential for you right here. You might get piss all over your face. Uh, but I don't know, man. You might also look like a genius. It might be as simple as like, yeah, Patriots haven't practiced, man. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing on that one. I have no opinions on that game. Probably well, won't watch it a lot. If you're feeling super bought in on the uh, – oh, never mind. The money line's not out yet. I was going to guess the money line's probably like plus 250, plus 300 Broncos. So if it's around there, I'm just yeah. saying consider it. Consider it. Because the Patriots' offense looked – Horrible last week against the Chiefs. I admit that I didn't grind the rip and tape. I haven't gotten the chance yeah. to do that yet. Well, well, I think he's better than Jeff Driscoll, who's the other option. So, uh, yeah, it could, that could be too. I haven't really grinded the Jeff Driscoll tape either. Well, you spent you last year. You did, you know, a little. That's true. We didn't watch <laughs> Jeff Driscoll last year. Uh, my first pick. So, is this my like most or least confident pick? What should I do? Whatever you want, whatever your heart desires. You so I'm going to do one that I feel very confident about, and it was almost my lock. I actually had it. There's a little scribble on my page where it was my lock, and then I crossed it off. And it is that the Panthers are a two-point underdog against the winless Falcons, which to me seems crazy that you're going to actively pick an 0-4 team to like just be favored at all. The Falcons look like shit. I have traded away most of their players in fantasy football. Uh, I think that the Panthers have been like pretty solid. Like they could very easily win that game. That's also going to be we're going to do a money line pick too, and that's my money line pick, my money line upset. Yeah, like well, there's a couple things about this. One, the Falcons team has to be doubting themselves as long as Dan Quinn is the head coach of that team. They've done what they can do on offense. Obviously, the defense has been miserable, um, but ever since McCaffrey went out, this this Panthers team hasn't really lost a step. You all of a sudden have this dual threat Mike Davis, and Atlanta doesn't like dual threat running backs. They faced two this year in Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott, and it was 110 and 120 yards from scrimmage. Um, on top of that, I think the Panthers are going to pretty much dominate time of possession. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves out there in Carolina has been, you know, not great, but consistent, and he yeah. kind of just gets the job done. He never throws it over 10 yards, but when he throws it, it gets caught because it's just little routes. They will nickel and dime you to death, um, and that's why they're 2-2. Two and two. I don't think anybody expected them to be 2-2, two and two, especially once McCaffrey went down. So Panthers plus 2 I think is a great pick. Uh, I wish it was 3. I would feel better mm. at 3 because that Atlanta offense is good, and yeah. you could get the garbage time touchdown from Atlanta. Um, but I still feel pretty good at two. I think Panthers should win this one pretty easily. I think it'll be, uh, yeah, this could very easily be like the game where finally the Falcons score 42 points or whatever, but I don't think so. I think the Panthers are good. I think that their coach is probably good. Yeah. Is there, right, a, trolley, my- is there a trolley going by you? No, my window's open. I heard the cling clang of the trolley. <laughs> it doesn't. No, wait, come back. It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, you know what? You probably heard. It probably wasn't outside. You probably heard the elevator down the hall. Oh, was it from your doorman? Your doorman taking people up and down? Yes, my doorman. Yes. We get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since I am going with the big the big number spreads this week, my next game is Dallas 
minus nine and a half over the New York Giants. Okay. Um, Dallas is one of the better offensives in the league, and I know their defense sucks, but like this Giants team only scored nine points when the Niners were missing their entire defense. Um, if Dak does 80% of what he's been doing the last two, three weeks, Dallas should score 40 points and probably shouldn't allow more than, I don't know, 14, 21 at, at the most. Um, and then on top of that, I just think this is the most important game of Dallas' season so far as far as like building confidence. You have to prove that you can beat the crap out of some bad teams. I know you're in this god-awful division that is the NFC East, um, but you will all of a sudden are behind the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's time for you to put up or shut up, Dallas. And if that offense is as good as it looks like it is, then they should score 40. And no matter what that defense is, this Giants offense is putrid. So Dallas minus 9.5, I think they're going to win by between 14 and 21 points. Uh, so that was another one that I kind of looked at and then kind of thought about. And uh, the, the Cowboys are, they're just, they're a real D20 roll, man. You might roll a one and you might roll a 20. And eight and a half is a lot of points. I got one more. I got a little fact for you that might make you a little nervous. The Cowboys so far this year are 0 and 4 against the spread. And the Giants are actually 2 and 2 against the spread. So I could see this very easily being something where the Cowboys gut it out by a touchdown and don't cover. That's why I did I listen. Away. I did listen to the stat you just said, but did you just casually throw a Dungeons and Dragons dice roll in there? Yeah, I also did a show tune earlier with Clay, with the with the trolley thing. Oh, this okay. is going to be this is great. Like I'm so loose doing these pods, I don't have to worry about the video side of things. <laughs> um, all right, I got a stat to rebuttal your okay. stat. Uh, the Giants have not scored over 16 points. And each of the last three weeks, the Cowboys have scored at minimum 31. Mm. I, do, I, I don't hate that. I really don't just like that pick. It was probably my fourth pick if we were doing like the three plus one plus one. So uh, I almost picked it. I like it. Uh, my – okay. I'm going to go – I'm going to make my weekly what will be emotional irrational pick, and that is the Cardinals who are favored by seven over the Jets. Because the Jets suck shit. They're the only team in the NFL worse than the Lions. Like, for sure worse than the Lions. And uh, I love Kyler Murray. And that's it. That's the only logic. I didn't look at any stats. I just think that – oh, Darnold's not playing this week, too. So I guess I did did do a little research. So second-string quarterback for the worst team in the NFL against, like, let's call him an average team. To me, that's a 10- to 14-point victory. Yeah, I, I mean, that seems like an easy pick to me. You've lost yeah. to the Lions and Panthers in back-to-back weeks. You're going to come out hungry. Kyler Murray is going to come out focused. And you're facing either the worst or the second-worst team in football. Seven points seems low, especially for yeah. the spreads that are going out this week. There is one yeah. game that has two games that have a spread below five-and-a-half this week, and that is Atlanta being uh, two-point favorites versus Carolina. And the Browns and Colts are even. Uh, the Browns and the Colts is the next one I want to talk about, and then we'll get to our locks and our money line upsets. Uh, but the the Browns are home against both teams are three and one, and we I think finally get to really see if this ground attack 
of the Cleveland Browns can stand up to a really good defense. And if their defense can stand up to a quarterback who obviously isn't great anymore in Phillip Rivers, but a quarterback who knows how to get the job done. Yeah. Uh, They've still allowed 38 points to the Ravens, 30 points to the Bengals, and 38 points to the Cowboys. Obviously, the Cowboys were down by 100, so they just had to start chucking the ball. But the defense has shown signs of being really good and signs of not being good at all. Um, so this one's even, a pick em. Who do you? Who would you take in that one? Coles That's funny. Browns. I also was going to make you make a pick on this game too. Uh, I hate this game. Uh, I feel like I have to choose between my stepsons here and Kyler Murray being my real son, and then the Browns and the Colts being my stepsons. Uh, the Colts. I'm taking the Colts. Taking the Colts. Right, I'm going Browns. Uh, defense, I guess. I guess I'm taking defense. I don't feel good about it, though. If Well, if I'm in the Cleveland Browns locker room, if I am the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, the only thing I'm preaching all week is if you win this game, you're legit. If yeah. you lose this game, you're the Cleveland Browns. You guys better put up or shut up right now. Show up to this game on Sunday and win. You're facing a 95-year-old quarterback who, like, I'm sure is about to be a grandfather with how many kids he has. And <laughs> you've, you've dominated the last two weeks. I mean, I know it was only an 11-point game versus the Cowboys, but you were up, I think, 28 points at one point in that game. Obviously, you beat the, Red, uh, the Washington football team by 14 points. Um, so I'm going to go Browns. I'm going to believe – uh, because I don't do that with the Detroit Lions anymore. I refuse to believe with them, so I have to go to the next worst option of a team to believe in and believe in the Cleveland Browns. Uh, what do you think the over-under is for a number of grandchildren that Phil Rivers is going to have? 13? No, more than that, because I think he's got seven got, kids. So that's 1.8 I'm going to say 16 and a half. 16 and a half, so that's, so that's an average like 2. of two. 3. That's a lot of kids. If he has seven, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I mean, somebody's going to have five kids in there. Somebody's going to have zero. <laughs> somebody's going to be like, I'm so glad I grew up in a big family and just fuck the whole numbers up. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the lock <laughs> of the week now that we're Wait, done. Wait, I've got one more. i got my third okay, pick still. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually my favorite pick. Uh, it's the Dolphins, who are nine-point underdogs to the 49ers. Uh, the Dolphins are just – they're just good, man. They're, it just seems like, like – they're the best one in three team in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, they they're in every single game. The 49ers are still kind of playing their G- JV squad on defense, like which is still good. Like they're still good, but uh, that's a lot of three field goals is a lot for me uh, for a Miami Dolphins team that's kind of I think been in like pretty much every game they played. Yeah, and I think we're a bad half from Fitzpatrick away from seeing Tua, and I think this team is at worst two and two if Tua had been playing. Um, so I agree. This is a this is a great pick. It was actually almost my lock. I figured you were going to have it on your sheet. That's why I didn't have it on my oh, sheet. Oh, really? Um, but nine points is just way too much for a team as depleted as the Niners. And I know they're getting a bit healthier, but they're still missing most of their defense. They're uh, getting a uh, hobbled Jimmy Garoppolo back this week, right? See, I don't know if I think that that is like good or bad for them because he's not going to be hundred percent. They're playing him because Nick. If Nick Mullins was playing better, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo would see the field this week. Odds, give me odds that we see Tua by the end of this game. Oh, not good. I I think that they're locked in with Fitzpatrick for a pretty good chunk of the year. At least eight games. They're going to give Fitzpatrick eight games. I'm pre- I feel confident about that. I just don't get why you spend all this money in the off season. And then you don't play your quarterback who could actually win you games. I mean, the last two weeks, 
Fitzpatrick has four interceptions and oh no, he has two touchdowns, two interceptions. I guess he's been okay, but he's just like, especially last week against the Seahawks, whose defense is not good. He throws two picks, doesn't throw a touchdown. 29 for 45. The efficiency wasn't really there. It wasn't horrible, but. I mean, it's tough. That second pick he threw, he kind of had to force it. Uh, It was kind of like a, we have to either this throw goes or we lose the game type pick. You know Uh, who can force the ball really well? Tua Tagovailoa. Well, do you know that for sure? Yeah, we saw him do it in Alabama the whole time. I'm fine. I'm fine with them waiting on Tua. Tua is going to be great. I think that the Dolphins are in this for a long-term play. That's why I, I think Fitzpatrick is like kind of the perfect guy for them this year. I just don't know how much Tua is learning sitting behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, I don't. I think it's about learning from Brian Flores more than Fitzpatrick. I you, mean, you well, it's Fitz, as a Fitzpatrick, starter. Harvard guy, you know, smart guy. Did Fitzpatrick have the perfect Wonderlick score? Is it that guy? I don't think he did, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Fuck the Wonderlick, by the way, for everybody listening. That test is stupid and it doesn't matter. Third highest recorded Wonderlick score in NFL history. He got a 48. Okay, well, now I'm curious who number one and two are. Oh, well, you're going to have to you're do some vamping. Ski bot. I'm going to scat instead. Okay. <laughs> can, I, can I scat? It can't be that. It's good. Wait, give me one. a hint. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Uh, I don't know if there's a hint I can give you. He went okay. to Harvard. Another it's not Harvard? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who else went to Harvard. Pat McKinley, who was a punter, scored a 50. <laughs> he got a perfect score on the Wonderland. <laughs> Who's second? Mike Mamula, who is a defensive end, uh, was drafted seventh ahead of Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. Played six seasons, never made a never made a Pro Bowl. That doesn't make any sense, but okay, moving on. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm not done with the Wonderlick yet. Uh, the, <laughs> the the two two of the like what is this the seventh lowest Wonderlick scores in history are Vince Young and Frank Gore. Ah, uh, well, Frank Gore did okay without it. Exactly my point. Vince Young had a year. He had a really good year. I well, think really that, like three years. I think that like this just proves that like Frank Gore has just been hit so many times so he doesn't feel it anymore, and <laughs> that they knew that coming into the league that he was going to play for thirty years or whatever. God, what if Frank? Oh my God, what if he just? What if he played for six more years? He would have uh, every rushing awesome. record ever. He would have all the rushing records. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm moving on to the lock of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, the. Los Angeles Rams travel to Washington to play the football team and are seven-point favorites. My lock of the week is the Rams absolutely destroy the Washington football team. I would have taken this if it was 12 or 13. Yeah, that's actually also my lock of the week. Uh, And I know that you sent me your picks beforehand, but I did not look at them on purpose. And we both wound up with the same lock of the week. Backup quarterback for the Redskins. the Rams are really plugging along right now. They're 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 in some good form. Uh, I feel exactly the same way you do. If it was fourteen points, I'd still probably take the Rams. Yeah. Also, it's the Washington Football Team. But uh, and then on top of that, Jalen Ramsey and the Rams secondary were awesome last week. They were everywhere. I know they were facing Daniel Jones, and then Aaron Donald is going to wreck havoc on that Washington 
offensive line. So this one's easy for me. I love it. Lock it in. I'm I'm putting money on it. Aaron Sunday Donald is at a place where he's making fun of other teams, like begging them to single to try to not double team him. Like in interviews. So he's 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 just killing it right now. By the way, wait to bet on this, because if you can get it at seven and a half, get it at seven and a half. If you get it at six and a half, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So or if you can get it at a six and a half, get it at six and a half. If it's seven and a half, whatever, who cares? Um, yeah, totally. All right, my money line upset of the week. The Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. Jacksonville is plus 200 on the money line with only six days to acclimate their new interim head coach in Houston. Gardner Minshew and the one in three Jags will continue to push this embarrassing toilet bowl of a season for Houston and just – it's just it's going to be ugly. It's going to get worse before it gets better in Houston is what I'm trying to say. Gardner Minshew hasn't been great this year, but he's been good at minimum. Um, and I think the Texans are just going to be kind of trying to figure things out at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, so plus 200 for the Jags. That's my money line upset. Uh, so I, I looked at this, and I, I almost wrote it down. And then I remembered that it was going to involve me betting on the Jaguars. Which is not what I not where I want to put my money, uh, or my mouth or whatever. So uh, I think that the Texans might not totally be terrible without Bill O'Brien. I mean, they're just they're, what are they going to possibly be able to do? Right? It's going to be probably pretty stripped down on offense, pretty basic on defense, uh, and I think like a back to basics approach or whatever that might look like for the Texans will kind of might result in them playing some more cohesive football. There's a lot of talent on that Texans team. Yeah, but I mean, outside of Deshaun Watson, especially on offense, there's a lot of mid-level talent. I mean, David Johnson isn't any good anymore. Will Fuller's all right. Um, it's just that offensive line is garbage. So, yeah, all, yeah. The main thing I like about Jacksonville is in this game is I think they're going to be able to control time of possession very well. Uh, and I think that's huge in games that are going to be close. Whoever wins time of possession in the game that's going to be three points or less, uh, I think typically wins the game. Uh, so I feel confident with this. What's your upset money line upset of the week? Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think I kind of spoiled it, but it's Panthers, uh, Panthers plus two, uh, or I'm sorry, Panthers is two point underdog against the Falcons. Uh, Panthers, go Panthers. Yeah, Pleasantly um, surprised by that this year. And they are plus 110 on the money line. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Easy upset from you, though. Easy, yeah. You got the easiest upset. Um, okay, before we wrap this up, I got a couple of prop bets for you. The player individual stat prop bets for the week aren't out yet, so I went more with season-long type of prop bets. So here's the first one. The second coach to get fired. Adam Gase is plus 165. Dan Quinn is plus 185. And Patricia is plus 375. So if I'm if I'm gambling with my brain, I'm not picking Patricia because if he was going to get fired, it would have happened already. Exactly. Probably. We hope. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I guess – who do you think? I'm going to go Dan Quinn. If the if the Falcons lose yeah. again, especially with this offense, and he's the defensive guy, 
I mean, uh, how do you how do you keep him around? What reason is there? Um, I mean, it's the same thing with Patricia, but we've reached our bye week. We know that it's you know it's not happening this year. They're going to give him the rest of the year, especially with this cupcake schedule he has for the next eight weeks. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if both of them were this coming week. If the Jets go on five, the Falcons go on five, they could both be gone. Uh, but I feel more confident that Dan Quinn, that Atlanta is ready to get rid of Dan Quinn quicker than New York is ready to get rid of Adam Gase. I don't have a beat at all on what I think the Jets are going to do. Because it's it doesn't seem to be, I don't see any, they're, they're playing checkers, not chess. You know what I mean? Uh, the, I don't know what I think the Jets are doing right now. I don't know what I think their plan is. I don't know when they plan on executing it. Uh, so yeah, give me Dan Quinn. If you lose against this Panthers team, I think that that's gotta be it. Uh, I think that's, that's all she wrote. Speaking of the New York Jets, the odds for the New York Jets to go 0 and 16. Yes is plus 800. No is minus 2,500. <laughs> I'm, if I have a hundred bucks, I'm putting it on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we know, uh, I think that you should wait a little bit on that and get some slightly worse odds. If they lose those back-to-back games against the Dolphins, then you for sure put all you mortgage your house on it. And that's in like and week nine or whatever. A similar bet: the Giants go zero and sixteen. Yes is plus nine hundred. No is minus twenty six hundred. I'm going no in this one. That division is just too much of a dumpster yeah. fire. They're going to find a win somewhere whether it's against the Washington football team or the Philadelphia Eagles or even the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going to say no on them, but I honestly want to do this Jets bet. Like I want to do the Jets bet. The Giants bet I'll stay away from. I want to do the Jets bet. Do it. Do the talk, Jets bet. Talk, will you talk me out of it, please? <laughs> like I, I mean, in the history of football, only two teams have gone 0-16. And one of, I mean, one of those teams was like, how do you even describe that Lions 0-16 team? I mean, how do you even put it into words how bad they The were? end of an era. I thought you were going to say the end of times, which is kind of closer to where they were at talent-wise. Uh, yes. Who is the best player on the uh, 0-16 Lions team? John Kitna, Jason Hansen. Was it Dre Bly? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was... It was a team completely gone with talent. I mean, that was the Millen era, and there was three drafts before that, which I think by that season we had a total of like three of those guys still on the roster from all of those drafts combined. So it was bad. It, it was it was much, much worse than the Cleveland Browns version of it. It says Dan Orlovsky is, is listed as the starting football, starting quarterback for that team on football reference. That doesn't seem right. Oh, that was the year they oh, had Dante yeah, Culpepper. And that got hurt. That's why. Yeah, I, I remember Culpepper kept almost leading us to wins. I would listen to Dan Miller on the radio every week, and Culpepper would almost lead us to win. Couldn't get it done. All right, well, I'm done talking about the Lions because it's going to make me sad, and I'm going to be sad again on, oh, I get a happy Sunday. The Lions don't play this Sunday. But anyways, let's wrap this up. Do you have any final thoughts, anything final about the betting? Uh, do we know if, if uh, the Bills-Titans game is going to happen yet? Uh, it sounds like Tuesday. That's, so, that's what I'm hearing. So, what do you? How do you? How do you feel about that? The line is Bills. Uh, Bills are favored by six and a half. 
Yeah, give me that all day. I mean, the Titans are missing half their roster. That uh, yeah. can, I, can I alter my lock of the week? Yeah, that's you think you think so? I would like you know? to make my new lock of the week: Bills minus six and a half versus the NCAA <laughs> Division Two Tennessee Titans. This is big Michigan versus Appalachian State energy. That's all I'm saying. Whatever. The, <laughs> if the I guess if the Miami Marlins can do it, the Tennessee Titans can do it. Six and a half. Wow, that should be bigger. That should be way bigger. Do you think that it has anything to do with like the Titans getting two weeks to watch film on the Bills? Does that weigh no. into this at all for you? No, okay. it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I mean, who? Their practice squad got two weeks to watch film on the Bills? <laughs> <laughs> the Bills are going to be scared to tackle the Titans, man. They don't want to catch COVID. I would be. I w- Actually, that's a good point. I would be scared to tackle the Titans. Derrick Henry is going to just like run everybody over. No, but everybody's going to be trying to tackle like – with their arms all the gonna, way outstretched from their bodies. Part the Red Sea of Buffalo Bills. Just all right. I'm wrapping the show up. Thank you everybody for listening to Fan to Fan Detroit NFL Betting Edition Bonus Podcast. Whatever you really want to call it, whatever your heart desires, I'm there for it. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. You can also check us out on YouTube or Facebook. Just type in Planet Ant Theater. And you will find us there every Tuesday at 7.30 and every week, for or most weeks, we're hoping, for this NFL Pick Show. Thank you all for listening so much. For Double P, Producer Parker, and myself, your host, Andrew Norris, we will see you next week. Peace. Here's a little uh, – I got a little tease for you. Uh, this Tuesday, I'm probably going to be unveiling uh, a LeBron take that's going to piss Andrew off. He's not going to like it. He's not going to like my LeBron take. And that doesn't mean what you think it means, but I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not excited.